This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. It is overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Scott Jackson here with you. Our pleasure to go out to Las Vegas, bring in a familiar voice and face if he was on TV right now, but he's not. Uh... From Vissen Sports, you can uh, hear him on the nightcap 10 to 1 at uh, Vissen Live. He is the one and only Tim Murray, good enough to give us some time tonight from Vegas. What's happening, Timmy? Scotty, good to talk to you, man. It's been a long time. I know, I know. It's been too long, man. Um, hope you're having a good summer, although it is over. Uh, we are into fall, and that means a football. And I know for a guy like you, that means a lot of opportunity uh, here coming up with uh, the college football action that gets started, or already has been started, but you know maybe some of the better games coming on uh, this weekend. Y- you know what I got my eyes on. I mean, it, I don't want to bury the lead, but we'll get to it eventually, the old Dominion Wake Forest game. <laughs> um, but before, but let's, let's start with the NFL in, in the Washington football team. And where, what is the latest out there? What are the numbers, the, the over-unders? What are the totals for our Washington football team here with 17-game schedule now? Yeah, it was interesting, uh, Scotty. Uh, I heard uh, John Murray, uh, D.C. guy, believe it or not, went to Gonzaga uh, uh-huh. and then uh, has moved his way out here. He's been out here for a long time working at the Westgate Superbook. And I heard him uh, on a podcast recently talking about uh, how the money was just flying in on Washington. I tweeted this out uh, about a week ago, and it, it's I, as you know how I think and, and some of our friends think, it's never a good thing when the book is taking a stance against your particular team. Uh, and that's what they're doing with Washington. They don't think Washington stinks by any stretch of the imagination, but he said that Washington is the most bet-on team to win their respective division. And they have liability to Washington to win the NFC, uh, to win the Super Bowl. Uh, their win total sitting at eight and a half. So, yeah, it's really interesting. There's a lot of belief behind the Washington football team. You know, not only, I imagine, in the D.C. area, but believe it or not, across the country. Because I think people are looking at uh, the defense uh, and the anticipation of an upgrade, some people believe, at quarterback. 
Um, so it, it's interesting to hear that there's this much uh, belief uh, in Washington to win this division. You've seen division odds just continue to shrink uh, in favor of Washington, and some books actually have them uh, as the favorite to win the NFC East with the uncertainty at Dak at quarterback. So, yeah, the win total sitting at 8.5 at uh, most spots. Um, so if you believe there'll be a 500 team, uh, you, you would lean over. Um, I actually have taken the under on Washington uh, this year, uh, kind of a contrarian play, but I, I've got some thoughts on why they would ultimately go to the under, uh, even though I think they are a better team than last year, Scott. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of uh, backing for Washington here in Vegas, believe it or not. Yet they are, uh, I believe, in most books, an underdog, right? Week one or at even money, uh, week one at home against the Chargers. Uh, yeah, they are. Uh, they are a slight dog. Uh, you know, one and a half or one is pretty much been the number uh, there for for Washington. So uh, if you can get one and a half, I actually think it's a pretty uh, unique teaser opportunity for those familiar with that, where you get two teams and you get six points to play with, and you can tease Washington up. Uh, through three and through seven, which is always key numbers, especially with a low total like 44.5, which is, mm-hmm. I believe, the second lowest total on the board. So those points are more valuable uh, for there. I, I, I never really recommend teasers in, in college football uh, just because of the volatility and the, and the high-scoring nature. But with a Washington-L.A. game, I think that would make some sense. If you like Washington, get a little cushion there. If you can find another dance partner, maybe a team like the Rams uh, at home, you tease them down against Chicago. But uh, yeah, right now, uh, a slight underdog. And, and believe it or not, if you look at games of the year uh, at the Westgate Superbook, uh, to give them another plug, um, they, they have odds for every single game this year. And Washington is actually an underdog in every non-NFC East game. Uh, that's <laughs> kind of interesting. Now, they're not a yeah. massive dog, but you right, know right. they're a slight dog at Carolina. Uh, they're mm-hmm. a slight dog at home against you know, Seattle, uh, right. but the schedule, and that's why I went under Scott. I think it's just a challenging right. schedule. And when you win and, and now with 17 games and when you win your division, I always thought it was overrated the whole first place schedule discussion. But now with that 17th game, now Washington has to go on the road to Buffalo as yeah. that extra game. So in a division that we think is so closely uh, contested or anticipated, to go to Buffalo as your 17th game, and you know a team like uh, a team like the Eagles gets the Jets. It's it's not ideal. No, this is a very fair point. We're here with Tim Murray, uh, co-host of the Nightcap 10 to 1 on Vistin Live, with us here on Overtime on 106.7. The fan Scott Jackson here with you. All right, let's let's transition uh, into some of the college action because I know we got a lot of locals uh, playing this weekend. Uh, you know, Maryland, West Virginia, obviously uh, going off right away, which is, you know, used to be a really good rivalry game when they when they did it on the regular. Um, what what are, what are you what are the numbers on that? And, and what's the overall forecast in the Terps this year? Yeah, I think Maryland, uh, it's there's actually some a little bit of buzz behind them. I don't have their over under in front of me. I think it's around five, five wins. Okay. Um, gotcha. But, you know, Scotty, I, I think that uh, we you've seen a little bit of backing in uh a little bit of backing for the Terps uh, in the marketplace this week. Uh, I think this game opened around four, four and a half in favor of West Virginia. Come down, they did dip below three, but now it's pretty much steady across the board at three. Um, and I think this is a spot where, you know, Maryland is absolutely a live dog. Uh, you know, with, with the talent that Loxley has brought in, 
at wide receiver and some of those skill position players and and uh, the buzz for you know uh, little Tua there tug of Iloa uh, yep. there uh, at quarterback. Um, I, I'm not that high on West Virginia this year. Um, you know, I think they're just going to be kind of a middle of the pack team in the Big 12. I do like Neil Brown quite a bit, so you got another year for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, 3:30 in the afternoon kickoff, Maryland getting three. Uh, I think this is a spot where the Terps, uh, I think, absolutely are live, and and uh, you know, get a little plus money on the money line would be the way that I go. Now, I would, I'll, I'll be honest, not a a strong lean one way or the other, but uh, I guess if you made me pick it, I would probably lean, uh, go towards Maryland. I think it's going to be a good game, and uh, I, I'm expecting some you know, uh, big things from Maryland this year. I think they could have a chance for a bowl game. The schedule's a little ch- challenging. Uh, you know, Illinois looked certainly better and capable, so that's a road game, a Friday night in a couple of weeks. That's a must-have, in my opinion, for Maryland if they want to make a bowl game. Um, you know, an opportunity to make some noise with some home games. I mean, they got Iowa coming to town uh, on October 1st on a Friday night, uh, but Iowa's really, really talented. So, you know, if Maryland, you know, can, can get past Illinois and West Virginia, that could be a really big game on that Friday night, but uh, certainly some speed bumps ahead. But, yeah, as of this weekend right now, just uh, Maryland getting three at home against uh, West Virginia. All right, tomorrow night, Hokies, I mean, when was the last time Virginia Tech was a five-and-a-half-point underdog at home? I don't know if I can remember. I don't think it was in my time. Um, uh, Lane Stadium, uh, you know, it's just this didn't happen in the Frank Beamer era, quite frankly. I mean, they had some down years, but nothing like this uh, going into the season wasn't sold this low. But, I mean, I get it. Carolina's good, number 10 in the nation. But five-and-a-half, I mean, you know, historically this seems crazy, but I guess this is the state of where the Hokies are seen right now and where North Carolina's seen. Yeah, I'm just looking back right now uh, at some home games for uh, for Virginia Tech. Uh, they had that night game against Notre Dame in 2018. Uh, they were a six point dog at home oh, there, and they got wasn't that long got, And they got blown out in that one. Yeah, so you know, it's it's to your point about the you know this is year six for uh, Justin Fuente, and he's feeling <laughs> the heat. Yeah, uh, there's be. there's no doubt about it. I, I got to imagine all the Hokies in DC. Uh, yeah, the the stretch here. Speaking of West Virginia, West Virginia, I wouldn't say make or break for Loxley, but it would be a nice bump for uh, for the Terps, right? Well, in three weeks, yeah. uh, you could be talking about Fuente in some serious trouble if UNC and West Virginia beat Virginia Tech. I, I got a kind of sneaky suspicion about tomorrow night, Scotty. I, I just I think this is a bit of a fishy line. I think it's a little short. Uh, North Carolina's getting all this love. I mean, everybody's going to play North Carolina tomorrow. Nobody thinks much of Virginia Tech. And uh, I haven't played it yet, but I'm thinking long and hard about taking the points with the Hokies here. Uh, I do know they lost Hendon Hooker. You know, he moves on uh, to Tennessee, yeah. didn't even win the starting job there, which, which is a bit of a surprise. Joe Milton ended up winning that job. But, yeah, it's on to Braxton Burmeister. Uh, and, you know, last year Virginia Tech was embarrassed by this UNC team. You know, l- listen to these numbers. Javante Williams now at the Broncos had 169 yards, two touchdowns. Michael Carter, who's now at the Jets, 214 and two touchdowns. That's all on the ground. And then Deami Brown with Washington now, 86 yards, two touchdowns. Daz Newsome, seven catches, 69 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, they were hammered, absolutely hammered, uh, and couldn't stop anybody. So they were embarrassed. I add that into this uh, a little bit. As you mentioned, Lane Stadium, you're going to get that crowd there. I think that means something. And I think ultimately UNC, they believe in their skill position players, Mac Brown's been recruiting at an elite level. Uh, but, 
I, I just I was surprised, Scott, that they opened number ten in the country. To be honest, I mean, I know you got Sam Howell uh, in your entire offensive line back, but right. I mean, you lost Javante Williams, Michael Carter, Deami Brown, Daz Newsome. Man, that's a yep. that's four NFL players that UNC lost, and we're expecting them to be a top ten team. So. Um, I, I think this could be a little ch- trickier of a game for UNC. Uh, I give a slight lean to Virginia Tech just because I think the world is going to be backing UNC here, thinking this is a cakewalk for for the for the Tar Heels. So uh, I think it's going to take a little bit of time for uh, for Sam Howell to get on page with all of his new weapons uh, to throw to. So uh, I think Virginia Tech's got an opportunity here to uh, to keep this thing close. All right, so the game that me and uh, Taylor Heineke want to ask you about, uh, really the only reason we had you on the show, uh, is the one at Truist Field, Winston-Salem, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Wake Forest is a 31-point favorite over my alma mater, Old Dominion. We took a year off from football, Tim. We didn't come back to lose by 31 on the road in week one. We didn't take a year off to get our butts kicked in week one by 31. Please tell me this won't happen. You're oh, well so rested. Upsetting. Well, well rested. <laughs> I don't even know who our quarterback is, to be honest with you. So, I mean, I got no idea. But one of my buddies texted me last week. He's going to the game. He's like, "Are we going to lose by 31?" I go, "I got no idea what's going to happen." I mean, nobody does. They didn't play for a full year. We got a brand new coach. All these new players. I mean, they've you know whatever for whatever it's worth. You know, the recruiting people love us. Uh, but so what? I mean, you know, are you gonna are you gonna get embarrassed in week one at West Wake Forest? You know, it seems like it could be. They're a pretty good team, aren't they? Yeah, Wake's decent. Uh, they always are. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I I'll just say this: uh, set your expectations low and just hope that you perform better than the team that didn't play last year at UConn. Who I think altogether, uh, Scott had a hundred and seven yards last week against Fresno State. Randy Ethel wow. really doing some big time things there. Uh, in his second stint at uh, <laughs> at, uh, at UConn, but uh, I yeah I'm with you, man. I, I got no idea what to expect. I yeah, right. I mean I like Wake. I, I mean Wake Forest is always an interesting team. They're you know they're well coached. Um, you know you look at what Phil Steele has him. He kind of has him middle of the pack in the Atlantic, which doesn't really mean anything because the Atlantic is just Clemson and then everybody else. Um, but. Uh, I wouldn't touch this game. I don't know what to expect from Old Dominion. Uh, I do know, I think the Bear, Chris Felica, was on the season win total under for Old Dominion. So direct your hate mail Uh-oh. towards uh, direct your hate mail towards uh, towards the Bear there. Well, you know what? We're, we're going to be, look, I'm going to homecoming no matter how bad they are or good they are, you know, like I always would. So I'm okay with that. But yeah, hopefully it's a good season. Ricky Ronnie, I have had the pleasure of interviewing him when he was first hired and, you know, I think uh, he comes over from Penn. You know, he obviously comes over from Penn State. He had uh, ran the offense there for a few seasons, so he, he's getting players in. But it, yeah, it might not be something that clicks immediately. He did not announce his quarterback this week, so I'm not as bad of a fan as I thought I was. So I, did, I didn't miss anything. That's good to know. But I've been, I've been doing other things. I've been doing other things. I've been able to pay attention to the alma mater. But yeah, I'm just hoping they don't get embarrassed tomorrow night on the ACC network, although I don't even know how many people actually get the ACC network. I've been talking to some of my friends in the Northeast, and they don't even get it, so I don't know how many people get actually YouTube get YouTube TV, man. I, I'm all about YouTube TV. I got Is it out right? here. I get, uh, every, I get everything. Everything's you're so basic, young, uh, Tim. You're, you're too young. You're, 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 I didn't realize you are such a young cord cutter. I mean, wow. I had no idea. <laughs> well, you know. When you you know as uh, we, we set up a couple TVs outside, and when you don't have to run cords out there, and you That's can just true. either buy a, a smart TV or stick one of the fire sticks in there, goodness, it is so much easier to have 
YouTube TV or something like that. But, uh, oh, yeah, it's uh, for sports, it's great. Um, by the way, uh, I'm not getting endorsed by them, so I'll stop talking about that. All right. Well, you, you obviously have a, have a credit <laughs> at Westgate as many times you mentioned them tonight. My God. I did. So yeah. I hope if I get out there. I'll be there, uh, I'll be there, uh, I'll be there on Saturday morning uh, hanging out uh, <laughs> and taking the games in. So, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so you and Sean King tonight, is that right? The former uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer uh, on uh, yep. the nightcap. All right, Vincent Live. Appreciate it, Tim, as always, man. Enjoy your night. All right, Scotty. Talk to you soon, man. All right, take care. At one Tim Murray on the Twitter. Give him a follow there, former DC sports talker. You saw him on uh, NBC Sports Washington with Michael Jenkins, and now he's uh, making it big in Vegas. Unbelievable. And the guy who uh, probably burns more than anybody I know is out in that Vegas heat. I hope he's. I should have asked him about what SPF he has to wear daily. All right, um, coming up, we'll uh, kind of wrap up with Tim had to talk about. Um, then we're going to start looking forward to the New York Giants preview. So Tim tells us everyone seems to be jumping on Washington to win the NFC East. I guarantee you. When Dave Rothenberg joins us, he will not be one of those people. He is a Giants homer, and uh, he'll give us some insights on his favorite football team, the New York Football Giants, when he joins us coming to the bottom there. It's overtime. Scott Jackson with you here on 106.7 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, welcome back. It is overtime here on 106.7 The Fans. Scott Jackson with you. We're here with you till 9 tonight. Fred Smoot at 8. We'll talk Washington football team coach. I'd say anything surprise him. Is he worried about Curtis Samuel getting on the field for week one? Because it seems like that could be an issue. We'll also hear what Ron Rivera had to say about that uh, in a bit. Why don't I get a better feel for the New York Giants? A good friend of mine, uh, Dave Rothenberg, hosts a show up in New York. Uh, he tells me it's popular. I'm not sure if that's true or not. But anyway, uh, 98.7 ESPN, the host of DePetro, Canty, and Rothenberg. We will um, talk to him in the next segment. The Daniel Jones game, so their last preseason game was against the Patriots. Daniel Jones threw an interception in the end zone. Look, I mean, it's the preseason, so if you're going to throw an interception in the end zone, in the red zone, do it in the preseason, right? Well, you know, New York people like to tell you they're the smartest people in the world when it comes to sports, but yet these people acted like he did that in the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm not I'm not exaggerating. I heard three or four different conversations um, this week about this play and like these people just losing it on Daniel Jones. Here's the Daniel Jones I know. He's the guy who beats Washington every time he plays and plays well against him. So 
I'm a little, you know, confused as who he really is. Is he closer to the guy that plays against this team? Or is he closer to the guy that everybody seems to be pissed off about Freeze's interceptions for? Um, so anyway, they have a good defense. They had a good defense last year. They've got Saquon Barkley coming back. But, you know, how healthy will he be immediately? Will be on a snap count? All those kind of things. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that with uh, my pal Dave Rothenberg coming up here momentarily. All right. Uh, overtime, Scott Jackson with you. At some point, hope to get some calls. 800-636-1067. Uh, it is overtime, the September 2nd edition, the day my youngest son was born, who's actually 17 now. Nicholas, happy birthday, buddy. I know you're not listening because you would never be caught dead listening to your father. Uh, but we'll take a break, uh, come back, talk to Dave Rothenberg next year on 1067 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Overtime, Scott Jackson with you tonight here on uh, 1067 The Fan. Talk to Fred Smoot at 8. About the Washington football team, but right now, a pleasure to bring in from New York City, ESPN Radio up there in 98.7, Dave Rothenberg, talk show host, good enough to give us some time, old colleague back in the tobacco road days. What's happening, Rothenberg? How are you, Scotty? Good to uh, good to be able to join the show tonight for a couple minutes. Well, I appreciate it. I know you got a big fantasy draft, so I don't want to hold you back too long. Um, you, <laughs> you, know how, <laughs> you know how it works this time of year, yeah, because uh, I'm the idiot yeah. that has like six fantasy drafts, so that's right. Just six of them, huh? That's not bad. I've, yeah, I've no. cut my yeah, lifestyle yeah. down to just three, so <laughs> I've cut down to three. Um, let me let me ask you this: Will you be Will you be taking Daniel Jones in your draft in any round? I don't envision that happening, uh, and it is actually a two quarterback league, so you have to wow. play two quarterbacks every. You have to play two quarterbacks weekly, and I'd say it's very unlikely that Daniel Jones is, is rostered by my team. Okay, so there you go. I was going to start with this because I've, I've been in your neck of the woods here this week for a few days. I'm, I'm kind of getting a feel for what people think about Daniel Jones. And I, I tell you, Dave, some of the guys I've been around, they're still mad about that preseason interception in the end zone, in the red zone. I mean, I, I did want to remind them that it was preseason, but they seemed really serious about it, so I didn't. Um, <laughs> uh, what, what, what is it about Daniel Jones that is everybody so fired up and, and concerned before the season started? I mean, look. Uh, here in Washington, we just remember the guy that beats our team every time he plays him. Um, he plays well against him, but I guess it's those other you know fourteen weeks and now soon to be fifteen weeks that are the problem. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I, I think he has the potential to be good, um, and I think the reason there's more pressure on him. Well, there's a lot of pressure on Gettleman this this year now, right? I mean, obviously this is year mm-hmm. four for Gettleman. The offensive sure. line is still a disaster, right? I mean, they're making moves all over the place um, in the eleventh hour a- after preseason is done. And the Giants have gone out and really added a lot of pieces. They added Galladay. They added Kyle Rudolph. They added Kadarius Toney. So they added a lot of pieces. And the expectation, this is year three. And the Giants have the Bears' number one pick as well as their own. So the expectation for Giants fans and New Yorkers is that this is the year that Daniel Jones is going to be good. And this is where the rubber meets the road. And if he's good, great. And then, you, you know, you have him and you have your future quarterback. And if he's not... I think that Gettleman and Jones will be gone, and it'll be Joe Judge running the ship and bring his own GM in, and the Giants will have a new quarterback next season. Wow. Um, now, most importantly for Daniel Jones is, is how healthy is Saquon Barkley? Is he going to be, you know, as they say, on a pitch count or a snap count early in the season, or do you think it's full go? No, I'm, I'm very confident, uh, and I've spoken to people around the team, that he will be on, on the snap count. You're not going to see 25 carries and six receptions from – from Barkley if he plays week one. There's been a lot of speculation that he wouldn't play week one. And then I know, like you guys know, certainly down there in D.C., week two is a short week, and the Giants go yeah. to Washington to take, take uh, on the uh, Washington football team on that Thursday night. 
So there's been speculation that you hold him out to the first two games and then bring him back with an extended period of time between weeks two and three. It sounds to me like he's going to play weeks one and two, but I, I don't think you'll see more than uh, I think. You know, rushing and receiving maybe 15, 17 touches. That would that seventeen. If he touched the ball more than seventeen times each game combined, running and receiving, I'd be very surprised. So what? What you, you go back to the offensive line for a second here? You, you talked about how he hasn't been able to put them together. I mean, they've obviously put a lot of investment in that area over these last few years. Has just been swings and misses. Has it been injuries? I mean, what's been the overall issue? Or is it just guys not living up to the hype? I mean, what, what do you see as being the problem there? I, I see. I see all of it. Scotty is the problem. I, really, like I think I don't know how capable Gettleman is. I think that I, right. I question his his ability as a GM. You know. Yeah, I'm sure you guys make fun of it because we do here in New York. You know, hog mollies was his big term when he took over. This is his fourth year, <laughs> his fourth year here. Yeah. And he took over and he's like, hog mollies, I'm going to build this. So if you remember, he signed Patrick Amame. He didn't even last through his first season. He signed Nate Solder to the biggest offensive line contract in the history of football. And he's been at, at best average, like at best. They drafted Andrew Thomas fourth two years ago. If I said to you now, you could have any offensive lineman from that draft, you know, in the first five that were taken, he'd probably be fifth. He struggled against the Patriots on Sunday. They took Will Hernandez with like the first or second pick of the second round. Um, you know, there's been a lot of swings and misses. I think his, his talent evaluation is, is questionable. And I still think there's a ton of question marks uh, surrounding the offensive line. So, you know, I don't know how talented they are. They've done a lot of maneuvering here in the 11th hour before the season starts. They've brought three guys in via trade or waivers. So I think that's, a, that's the million-dollar question. If the offensive line is, is average to good, it's hard for me to envision that the Giants are not, I don't know, I would say a, a nine-win football team. I think that's fair to say because I think their defense will be pretty good. I think that, that they, have, they do have weapons on offense. But if the offensive line struggles like it, it looks like it could, I think you're looking five or six wins, and I think you're looking at a new – uh, quarterback GM regime after the season. Wow. Um, it, we're here with Dave Rothenberg, ESPN in, in uh, New York, uh, 98.7 there. Uh, coast the morning show from 5. You start really start at 5 a.m. by five days. Oh, yeah, that's right? great. It's, it's ideal, it yeah. So we, we, I thought it was central time. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I, I wish it was like European time where I sleep later. Right, no, right, we, right. We start we start at 5 o'clock in the morning. Now, I, I'll, right. I'll let you in on a little secret, though. We're still We're still working from home. So oh, five o'clock in the morning means yeah, yeah slipper like like uh, boxer shorts. Uh, yeah, there might be right. a shirt, there might not be a shirt. So yeah, and anything really goes. Yeah, <laughs> one untucked shirt for sure, right? If you were wearing a shirt, it'd have to be untucked. I oh, yeah, there's no way I'm tucking in at that hour. Certainly no belt. <laughs> um, look, it seems like you guys like Joe Judge, though, right? I mean, I think Joe Judge got got high marks his first year. People seem to respect him, and you know, it's always you know the big thing when you're from the Belichick tree. Are you going to be more like Tom Coughlin, mm-hmm. or you know, or, or you know, like one of those kind of guys? You know, that's well, you know, from the Parcells tree, I should say, in his case. But you know, the Belichick tree has hasn't been the greatest. Uh, outside of it, yeah, you're going to be you're going to be Matt Patricia. Or you're going to be right. you know a, a good solid coach. And listen, uh, I and you you've been here in New York for for a couple of days doing the open stuff, and I, I yeah, uh, people like him a lot. Um, yeah, and I don't know what's not to like. Uh, he pushes the guys hard. There's accountability. Um, I mean, you, you talk about getting a lot out of the talent that you had. It came down to the I mean, as you know, the second half of the final week 17 game against the Eagles. 
uh, the Giants could have won that division. So, listen, the Giants were a terrible team last year, but they fought. They were one and seven, and and they finished the season with six wins. So, there's something to be said about that. Uh, defensively, the expectation last year was that they were going to be bad, and they were not. They were actually pretty good. They won games when Colt McCoy was the quarterback. They won a really good game in Seattle when Colt McCoy was the quarterback. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of optimism around Joe Judge. And even if this year is a bad season, I don't think that he pays the ultimate price. I I, I think they love him. I think that the, the Mara family loves him. I think I think that the Giants you know, fan base loves him. And, and I think if anything were to happen, it would be on Gettleman. It would be on Jones. I think Judge is untouchable. And I, I actually think that he'd be very much involved in who the new GM would be if they if they went that direction in the offseason. Now, I thought you guys defensively were very good last year. I thought it was very underrated. Uh, didn't get a lot of publicity, but I thought this was a very good defensive team. I would imagine, you know, this year that they just feel like they should add to that. It should be better. I mean, Leonard Williams was, and I didn't like the trade at all because I didn't understand it when they got him from the Jets, but Leonard Williams was sure. a terrific player last year. Um Blake Martinez was a terrific player last year. Remember, they didn't have Xavier McKinney almost the entirety of the season. He came um, late in the season. He was really good. Right. And the expectation for him is that he's going to be really good. They added Dory Jackson to this team. They added uh, Ojolari out of Georgia, who was uh, – the expectation was he was going to be a top 15, 18 pick, and they got him in the second round. Lorenzo Carter comes back, and they're excited by what he brings to the table. So I, I don't see any reason why the Giants defense – isn't better than it was last year. And you're right. It was surprising. It was very good last year. And, and Patrick Graham's a really smart defensive coordinator. And, and I think the expectations are the defense is going to kind of be the, the, the bell cow of this team. And then the question mark is the offensive line and the quarterback. That sounds familiar, actually. <laughs> yeah, right. Sounds very familiar to me. Like, I've talked about a team that has some of the same questions. Hey, how's my guy O'Shane Zimenez doing? I know he hadn't really had the eye-popping numbers, and he missed a lot of games last year. Is he? Uh, is there still some hope that he'll be what oh, they thought he'd be in the draft? I, I yeah. see what you're Are we going to go through all the old Dominion players in the NFL? Well, I mean, the, there uh, are the a few of them now. Here? we can get a few of them now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think there's some some expectation. I, I don't think there's I like Ojolari. There's a lot. Uh, Lorenzo Carter. There's yeah, a lot. Sure. Uh, Zimenez. Yeah, I, I think that there's some excitement around him. Uh, I know he got hurt last year, so that kind of tempered the excitement there. But I see no reason why he can't be a decent player for the Giants, and you know, situational pass rusher kind of uh, kind of player. So yeah, I'm 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 going to rain on your parade by I'm not I'm not you know ecstatic to the moon about what Zimenez brings to the right. table, but I I think he'll be a, a nice player. Okay, it's all right. I'm not. I'm not expecting you to throw rose petals at him. I just okay, listen. Sure. I'm. I'm just. I'm just speaking the truth, Scotty. It's all I can do. <laughs> um, the uh, the expectations. It's obviously you're, you're telling me it's all about Daniel Jones. That that's yeah. feels familiar as well. It's about the quarterback play uh, going into this year for the Giants, um, and that's what it's going to be all about. So, you know, what, what what are your feelings? Is this a is a what, like the best case, worst case kind of thing? What what do you have? Oh, uh, you know. I said this on the air the other day, and with most teams, I can give you like a two-game, realistically, like obviously if Patrick Mahomes gets hurt, things fall apart, you don't know. But the Chiefs are going to be a 13-14 win team, right? Right. Like like the Patriots are going to be a, I don't know, a 10 kind of win team. I could see the Giants winning 10 games in a perfect world. I could see the Giants winning five games if things are, are really bad for this team. I think there's a big range. Like, I think Washington's a pretty good team. I think Washington's a, you know, a nine-ish win team. Could they win ten? Yes. Could they win seven? Sure. But within that range, right? I, 
I just I think the yeah. Giants have a, have a bigger range of if they're good they could win ten if they're bad I think it you know it could be five and twelve so I think right. there's tremendous upside I think there's tremendous downside I don't know I really I really don't I usually have a, a good pulse of my teams I don't know what this Giants team I think it could go in either direction. Well, look, I mean, if, if history's any indication, Daniel Jones is going to you know, have a huge Thursday night game in a couple of weeks because he is uh, he saved his best for this team, that's for sure. We'll, we'll see if they could uh, figure something out before that, you know, by the time they, those two well, teams Well, the, game, the game that still still lights a fire uh, under me is, uh, is that, like, week 16 against Washington a couple of years ago. Wow, I was actively rooting for Washington to win the game because that was the Chase yes. Young game. And the Giants <laughs> won the, to- the coin toss in overtime. And, yeah. and he went down for his fifth <laughs> touchdown of the game, and the Giants won that in overtime. And I fought. Like, I li- had verbal right. battles on the air on, on 97 right, right. in New York. I'm saying it was, the wor- it was the worst win in the franchise history. People saying, you don't know. It's a culture build. As a culture yeah, builder, yeah. you won a meaningless right. game for no reason and lost down on a, 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 you know, on a huge impact defensive oh, player. But we did get Andrew you. Thomas out of that draft, so maybe I was yeah. Yeah, completely wrong. Yeah, oh, yeah. And he yeah. looked great early on in his career. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we kind of like Chase Young here, so we were okay with losing that game in the end. But there was yeah. a time during that. Lose. Yeah, there was a time, that, though, they won a game late, I think, against Detroit, and people were freaking out, and they were pissed. Uh, like, how dare you win a game late in the season, you know? But So we went through that as well here, so – uh, I know what you're talking about, but yes, that was uh, that was that ended up being the Chase Young game for sure. And, yes. uh, congratulations if the Giants lose, if the Giants lose that game, Chase Young is a member of the New York Football Giants right now. Mm-hmm. Like LT all over again, which uh, still ah, let's not get about. ourselves crazy. I mean, come on, let's settle down. He's a very good player, but let's not go yeah. LT level. Well, I'm just talking about your team because LT is still in, in people's nightmares. Hey, uh, at Rothenberg ESPN, thanks for your time. Good luck in the fantasy draft tonight, and I am a little surprised to hear you're not even going to take your quarterback in a two fantasy quarterback league. That's that's yep. not a really good endorsement at all. No, it's not, and it's not meant to be. Scott, anytime you need a little Giants right, or New York talk, I'm here for you. All right, buddy. Take care. Good talking to you. Thank you. Thanks. Yep. Take care. Dave Rothenberg, uh, ESPN in New York, 98.7 ESPN in New York. Morning show. Wow, 5 a.m. That's early, even if you're at home. Anyway, um, always good to talk to him. And very New York. And, you know, he, is, he, he loves his teams. I mean, I, I worked with him in North Carolina, and he was uh, – I, I was sadly around him when the Giants won the Super Bowl. They knocked out the Patriots. Oh, my God, he was unbearable for a good year, year and a half after that. But, hey, you know, he's he's not sold on Daniel Jones. He's not sold on – certainly not sold on Gettleman. Wow, crushing him. The former Panthers GM, of course, Dave Gettleman, who's uh, the Giants general manager. And, yeah, you hear a lot of that up here. I mean, they love Joe Judge. They don't care so much for uh, the general manager and, you know, offensive line issues. You know, look, I think I – think, Washington's offensive line worries me a little bit, but I, I don't know if I would say it's terrible. I mean, I just think they could be better, and we'll see once the games start rolling. But he sounds very down on the uh, G-men's offensive line, which is good. You yeah. could use that. could use that win in week two, especially um, if week one is as uh, advertised. Everybody, you know, going big on the Chargers here in the early going. All right, uh, we'll get to uh, some things off of that, including uh, some other NFL news today as well um, about one Carson Wentz. Uh, and there's um, some other things going on with, with one Lamar Jackson on the COVID front. So we'll get to that straight ahead. It is overtime. Scott Jackson with you here on 1067 FM. fan. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hey, welcome back. Overtime here on 1067 The Fan. Scott Jackson with you till 9 tonight. Fred Smoot at the top of the hour. We'll talk Washington football cuts. Thoughts on Curtis Samuel's situation. Just heard from uh, Dave Rothenberg on the Giants. Says that Saquon Barkley is not going to be your 25 carry, six catch a game guy. So clearly he's going to be on a bit of a pitch count. They're going to be careful with him. Uh, still not any certainty that he'll play week one, but... Um, he, I would imagine he will. He took he played in a padded practice today. Um, I don't know how hard they go in those and if they actually take him to the ground. But anyhow, it's um, certainly you got to be a little careful. I mean, it's, it's amazing how quickly these guys they'll come back from ACLs. Now his was early last year, um, whereas you know some other guys as we saw with Adrian Peterson when he had a, like in descent, late. I think it was last week, maybe second last week when he had it against. Um, you know, Washington that was uh, that was at FedEx Field. He was back for the start of week one, and then he had that monster season. I mean, ever since he did that, everybody seems to. I mean, Cortland Sutton uh, had an early ACL last year. There's been no question that he was going to start the season. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, Landon Collins coming back from the Achilles has been really fast, too. It's just incredible. And, you, you know, again, you hope they aren't rushing back um, and you know, putting themselves in a bad spot, but it looks like, you know, most of these guys are just, you know, medicine, rehabilitation. People have learned more about these injuries and figured out a way to um, come back quicker than ever before. So, I mean, you know, you wouldn't be mad if, like, Saquon Barkley skipped the Washington game, would you, in week two? I, I certainly wouldn't, but I would imagine he'll play in that game. So Carson Wentz was back uh, with the Colts today. Um, the other players in the COVID list uh, were there as well. Of course, he was asked about his um, decision not to be vaccinated, and he played the personal decision card, which everybody does these days. Um, I'm not going to go in depth on why, but say it's a personal decision for me and my family. I respect everybody else's decision, and all that, yada yada yada. Um, and which is all fine. Look, it, it is. But here's the problem with the NFL, and I went on this rant a few weeks ago about I have to have my quarterback vaccinated. There's just too many things you can get caught up in the contact tracing, the close contact thing. They have made it very hard 
um, with the protocols for the non-vaccinated. And, and there's you can't have it. It's different when your quarterback misses four or five days versus, say, a receiver or a running back who probably wasn't going to do a whole heck of a lot anyway. And yeah, they can do the virtual stuff. That's fine, but it, it's still not the same thing. I just you, your quarterback's got to be. He's, he's got to just suck it up and do it. And, you know, if not, then I guess maybe you need to play in Canada or somewhere. I don't know. But he's saying that he's weighed in all this stuff, and he, he may or may not do it. It's very vague about a lot of the, a lot of these things. Uh, there was some internet rumorage today on Twitter that Lamar Jackson went ahead and got a shot. I have not been able to find the source of that, so I don't know if that's real or as – we used to call that fake news uh, just a few months back. But anyway, so, yeah, the, the wins thing's odd. Um you know, in, in Lamar Jackson, in his case, you know, he's gotten COVID twice with the Ravens. I mean, at, at this point, you know, you would think that um, that would be enough for him to say, obviously, something's not working here for me. I, I probably should do this. And then I don't have to go through these protocols every single time, even if you feel fine. Um, you, know, you still have to go through all the protocols, obviously. Whereas if you're vaccinated and you, you're asymptomatic, you can come back a lot quicker. And it doesn't cost your team. And of course, we know about the extreme rules this year with, you know, they're not going to move the whole schedule around for, well, Lamar Jackson, as they did last year with Baltimore and the Steelers game. And, you know, Washington benefited from that uh, at the end of the year with the Steelers having to play in that weird schedule. So I would, uh, you know, again, you know, Urban Meyer got in trouble for saying this, but it's true. I mean, these, this is the way these coaches think. They don't, they don't want to deal with any of this. They, they want people that they know are going to be available. And the way the rules are set up, I mean, you're going to be more available if you are, in fact, carrying around one of those cards. You know, personal decision, all that stuff. That sounds swell, but it's also, you know, personal decision by the league that uh, they can make your life harder by, um, you know, putting these rules in place, which they've done. And other jobs have done the same thing. We've seen this all the time. We've seen this the Nationals, you know, the people quitting. Instead of getting a vaccine, hey, more power to you if you believe that strongly in it, you know. But there will be somebody else that would love to have that job, I'm sure. So you can do that, and that's your prerogative. But uh, you're you're in jeopardy of losing your losing your job, which is you know, in the case of uh, you know some of these folks in these baseball leagues, you know, baseball, NBA, NFL. You know, I don't know. The NHL really hasn't said a whole lot about how they're going to handle their things moving forward, but it's, you know, these are jobs people would uh, would love to have. If somebody else doesn't want to do it, don't want to play by their rules, they, there's line around the blocks, miles of people lining up want to do it. Now, could they do it well? Eh, maybe not, but they'd want to do it. So, I don't know. The, I mean, this is the Wentz thing's weird because he, he did all the great work to get back from the foot injury and the surgery, and here he is for week one, and then he gets you know the COVID protocol thing last week, and you know luckily he's back now, so he's okay for now. But it, you know this could pop up as the year goes on. I mean, Buffalo's dealt with this, Titans, you know some others. There's just things that you're gonna have to kind of work around this year. I see Bruce Arians that announced in the Buccaneers are at 100. percent Every player, every coach, every staffer, saying that they're they're good. And again, doesn't mean they won't get COVID, especially in Florida, for God's sakes. <laughs> Probably a really good chance there will be some Delta variant moving around the locker room in Florida. But they have at least, if they are not overly sick, asymptomatic, they can continue to work if they are up for it. 
a lot quicker than if they aren't. So that's how the Buccaneers have handled it. And I don't know what the rate, the rates had moved up with Washington here a few weeks ago, but I haven't had a recent number. It still was the lower end of the NFL. Indianapolis has been way down for a while. And, you know, people always wonder too, with these rates, would they change significantly when cuts were made? Because you figure when you have all these extra players and you had 90 guys out there, if you were one of these bubble players, you couldn't afford to be caught in a COVID, you know, close contact protocol situation. So of course you were going to get the vaccine. You're trying to make the roster. Even if you maybe weren't really hundred percent on board with it, you, you did it because you wanted to, you were that serious about trying to make the team and wanting to play and want to be available every single day. And so a lot of people were saying, well, boy, won't it be interesting once these cuts happen to see if the numbers drop? I don't know if we've, Got a full grip on all that stuff yet. I'm sure the NFL at some point will put them out um, for everybody to see. Of course, there was the doctor who said last week that the numbers are seven times higher for the unvaccinated with the Delta variant so far versus the vaccinated. Because a lot of people that are unvaccinated against they're saying, well, you see, these people are still getting, you know, they're still getting COVID, even though they went ahead and got the shot and all that stuff. That's kind of missing the point. They're not in the ICU. They're not on a ventilator. And yeah, they're not be missing games because of it. And they'll be available quicker than those who don't. So, I mean, I'm sure Ryan Tannehill's been a little bent because he wasn't going to do it. And then he changed his mind and did. And he still got, he still ended up testing positive and was out for a while, but he also can't get back quicker because of the fact that he's got one of those cards. And he, as long as he feels well, that is, of course. All right. We're going to um, get to uh, some Washington football stuff coming up. Curtis Samuel, in or not in week one, how big of a deal would that be for Washington taking on the Chargers? We'll get into that with Fred Smoot. Uh, later on, we'll talk about some of this Deshaun Watson stuff. is so bizarre. I mean, the Texans, it's almost like you couldn't write a weirder script as to what they've been doing this year with uh, Deshaun Watson. So we'll uh, talk about that as well. Kyle Shanahan, not ready to commit, at least publicly, not ready to commit on the quarterback, all those things in the NFL to uh, dive into as well. And if we have time, maybe talk about the uh, NBA's protocols which have got a lot of people uh kind of fired up about what they're what they're about to do with their season geez what a month month and a half away before uh, camps get open a month a little less than a month actually at this point because it is in september all right scott jackson with you here it's overtime we'll get to fred smoot the mouth of the south joins us at the top of the air my uh, post-game show co-host on the washington football team radio network joins us straight ahead here on overtime on 106.7 the fan this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 